This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast that takes a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we celebrate the continued success of Bates Field Hockey. The number seven nationally ranked Bobcats are headed to the NCAA tournament for the first time in program history. Plus, this Saturday is senior day for Bates football and the season opener for men's basketball. That's all this week on the Bates Bobcast. With the tragic events of October 25 in Lewiston it's still fresh on everyone's minds, the Bates field hockey team took to the field on Halloween night against their rival Bowdoin in the NESCAC quarterfinals. Wearing blue socks in honor of Lewiston and raising money through the sale of Lewiston Strong t-shirts for the Lewiston-Auburn Area Response Fund, the Bobcats won an emotional 2-1 game in double overtime over the Polar Bears clinching the program's first appearance in the NESCAC semifinals. Although the Bobcats fell to the Williams College Eves on a last-second goal on Saturday by a score of 2-1, they learned Sunday they've been chosen to compete in the NCAA championships for the first time in program history. Not only that, on Tuesday, head coach Danny Kogut and assistant coaches Morgan DeMann and Ian Wagg were named the NESCAC Coaching Staff of the Year. Coach Kogut joins the Bobcast to recap an emotional week for Bates Field Hockey. Coaching staff of the year in the NESCAC, you must be so proud of Ian and Morgan because I mean, you've been working together with them for a few years now. How's this coming together for you three? Yeah, I think it's such an amazing honor, and I'm so proud of our staff. Um, I think we each have our hand in something very specific with the team, and so um, they've each Im- impacted the team in such big ways. Morgan in the weight room, she's done a ton of work with our team in strength and conditioning. Um, you know, she's also over the years done a lot of work with with just everything, recruiting, filming, scouting. She's really been um, that right hand of the coaching staff for a number of years. And then Ian um, has been with the program for a number of years too, and then this year was able to to come on full-time um, and so really took the reins of scouting opponents and coming up with um, that more tactical side of the game. Um, so it's just nice that we each kind of have the thing that we do with the team, and that's gelled together really well for us. Terrific. And then, um, you know, looking at the selection show, you had the watch party there Sunday night, 1030. Um, I, I know people were obviously nervous and stuff. What was going through your mind as you're watching? I was just hoping that I would get to have smiles with my team. Um, you know, they're such an amazing group and I've been really privileged to coach them this year. Um, and for a number of them, right, this has been like a four to five year journey and it's something that we've talked about. How do we get there and really set our sights on what was achievable that year looking back three, four years ago is like, okay, we're going to make this improvement this year, knowing that this was a, a long-term goal. So I was definitely watching the faces of the seniors as that was happening and really just proud of them and so happy that they get to see that come come to fruition. Yeah, you mentioned long-term goal. I mean, like, for, you really had to look ahead, especially when COVID hit, right? I mean, Paige Cody, Cami Lambert, Sarah Bussell, those three in particular – had to plan out their careers knowing this could be a huge season, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's just wild to think, right, if they hadn't made the decisions that they had, then we wouldn't have such three really, really key players with us still. Um, So I'm glad that field hockey meant enough to them to make the decision that they did to defer. Obviously, that in itself makes us so proud that it's something that um, they were willing to defer one semester to come back and play one more season with us. That's like a huge deal. Um, And I think it just speaks to the community that they've 
built within the team. They really love each other. It's a great um, group of women who super support each other. And because of that, you want to be a part of it as long as you can, right? Absolutely. And then uh, a week ago was the game against Bowdoin, the NESCAC quarterfinal game, the win that was must win, basically, probably to get that at large bid. And, uh, I mean, have you ever experienced a feel-like a game even close to that in terms of the atmosphere, in terms of the way it ended? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think that's a moment that none of us will ever forget. I mean, you have those moments in your playing career. I certainly have remember some of mine where they just like stick with you forever and I think it's the coolest feeling in the world as a coach to know that your players just got one of those moments that they'll like relive and tell the story of again and again so that was that was really cool and then you know the way you know obviously Bates and the Philadelphia team has you know supported Lewiston um, and you know our community here right I mean what's it what's that meant to see the players respond the way they have I mean, it's, it's meant so much. Bates and Lewiston are one and the same, right? Like, we all share this space together. We work with each other. We're out in the community. Um, they're coming to things on Lewiston. Um, folks are coming to things on campus. We're going into their school systems a lot. So I think it, it's just a hugely impactful um, moment to get to bring the community a little bit of joy. I think we're all still grieving what, what has happened, and I think that's going to last for a really long time. Um, but to have that moment where we could have some joy and see the community come out like that is amazing. I feel like the Philadelphia team has a lot of alumni support. It is the oldest women's sport at Bates, um, going back you know, to the 60s. And so have you heard from a lot of alums? I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah, they're going wild yeah. um, on social media <laughs> and just with text messaging. But they're such an amazing group. And it's fun to have that span. Um, even into classes in the 60s, we have a following that we were able to connect with back when we celebrated the 50th anniversary that they've stuck with us. Um, and then up to most recent grads. So it's it's really fun to hear from the different generations and to hear what it means to them and this sense of being so proud to be a bobcat is like throughout all of them and that's really cool so you get to host a tournament game there's obviously a lot of logistics involved in that but I mean, in terms of the, the team and the focus what's the focus on this week here a couple of practices before you get the host here on wednesday yeah so i think we're just keying in on what we do well i think at this point in the season you know who you are as a program um you know your strengths you know where you can gain an edge on your opponent and so we're just keying in on those aspects of our play Certainly, and one of the strengths this year has been the penalty corners, I feel like. How have you been able to have so much success there? What's been kind of the key? I know there's different plays you run and stuff without getting too specific. How have you been so successful there? Yeah, so that's really flexibility. Um, we we change them up almost on a weekly to biweekly basis where we make small edits um, or we try to stay unscoutable in our yeah. corners so and that really comes from the student athletes they're always coming up with creative ideas of how to change a corner how to change a lineup so that we can do what we want to do without giving away our corner great and we obviously had some all NESCAC honorees um Anna Cody first team Molly Griffin got recognition second team Paige Cody second team I mean it's cool to see you know a defender get an all NESCAC second team like that because the defense has been pretty stout I feel like yeah they've been incredible all season um Molly back there as a senior with Amanda as a junior the two of them have just worked so well together and then Kylie's really found her voice in cage this year so um we have such a strong defensive group back there and it's awesome to have Molly get recognized at the all-conference level because it's really hard to get yeah. people um, on those awards. So we're really happy for her because she's just been uh, like rock solid for us. Yeah. And then I touched on, you know, Anna Cody, the first team selection. It has been such an amazing year for her. Uh, some incredible games where she just like, kind of took over. What are you seeing 
kind of breakthrough season, right? Yeah, it really has been a breakthrough season for her. I think that she is a player who can really take control of a game. Um, she has so much energy. Um, she always plays. She plays to win, and she never gives up on the ball. And I think that makes a difference, and people can feed off of that. Um, so she's definitely deserving of that award. We're super proud of her for getting it. And, yeah, she's she's been pretty dominant in the midfield for us. Excellent. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share on the season so far we haven't got to talk about yet heading into the NCAA tournament here? No. I mean, I just keep saying it's like for our coaching staff, this is like a almost a decade-long thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then for our players, it, it's a multi-year thing. And um, we've just, if to our first years, our sophomores, like we just recruited, I think, incredible people who have just added so much to the program and have bought into this idea of tradition that the upperclassmen have built. And so it's just a really cool thing to see it all come together. Bates Field Hockey hosts Johnson & Wales University in the first round of the NCAA tournament Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. They are there in part due to their win last Tuesday over Bowdoin, which culminated in Maria Femia's double overtime game-winning goal. Here's how it sounded on the Northeast Sports Network. Anna Cody gets around. Coatser, two on one. Anna Cody gets by. Femia, save Arsenal. Rebound, it's Femia. She scores! Maria Femia puts the city of Lewiston on her back and the Bates Bobcats for the first time in program history are going to the NESCAC semifinals. And the Bates students storm the field to celebrate with the field hockey team. And Maria Femia is our female Bobcat of the week. Take us back a week ago, right, uh, against Bowdoin Nescat quarterfinal. As you've had time to reflect on that game-winning goal, you know, since we talked after the game, what are some maybe thoughts you've had about where that ranks perhaps in your field hockey career? Is it number one? <laughs> Probably number one in all of my sports career yeah. um, to be home with such a crowd and to also like score with someone in my grade, Anna Cody, was a really great feeling. Um it was a really great end to the game. I, could you ever imagine fans storming the field at the end of one of your games like that? No, I was literally in shock. I was, like, facing out and just saw everyone coming, and um, it was really exciting. <laughs> and then we had another exciting moment on Sunday with the selection show. Uh, what were your nerves like coming into that? I was super nervous. Yeah. Um, obviously, nobody wants this season to end, and it's super weird to get an at-large bid, like not really know where our season stands and just sitting there waiting for our name to be called was really exciting to be in that position, but definitely nerve-wracking. And then your reaction when uh, you saw Bates up on the screen there? I could believe it, but I also almost couldn't believe it. I was so excited. I can't wait to keep playing. I can't wait to get more seasons. So. We've got the game Wednesday here? Yes. Under the lights again. Um, uh, what's it like to host th these types of, you know, big-time postseason games? I mean, it's hard to match the atmosphere we had a week ago, but we we just might, right? We might. I don't I don't know if anything will feel like that voted yeah. game, but um, really exciting to be home, exciting to be a part of history, like hosting one of the first NCAA games. Um, I'm just super excited. So this team, what makes it so special in your opinion? Like what really has made this season um, so great in terms of what, you know, what elements this team brings to the table every day? Yeah, this team is 
really as close as it gets. I think a lot of teams say they're a family, but when it comes down to it, like we really mean it. And we don't just show up for each other on the field, but everywhere, like when it comes to presenting in class or just helping one another out, I really feel like every teammate is really there for one another. And it just makes us that much closer and better on the field. Now, obviously, you were in the NESCAC semifinals there against Williams. That was a, a close one, a, a tough one, certainly. What were some lessons learned maybe from that game the team might be applying moving forward here? I think that we really learned about how to settle our nerves early on in the game. Um, one of our strengths is taking control of the game early on and really setting that pace. And I think never being in that position before, we struggled to do that on Saturday. Um, and ultimately, it didn't fall our way, but... We've talked a lot and know that like we got here for a reason and there's no reason to be nervous. So to just calm those nerves and like play our game. Great. And then um, I guess for you personally, I mean, how have you seen your game grow this year? What have you been working on and to allow you to have, you know, the success you've had? I think for my personal success this year, I've really just worked a lot on being confident on ball. Um, which the whole team has had to grow in and having that confidence to know, like, I can take anyone on and I can take a shot. And it just helps us to execute and play calmer, like, so much on the field. Cool news we've had break today is our coaching staff got named the coaching staff of the year in the NESCAC. How cool is that to see for you? And what's, what's it like been working with, you know, Ian and, and Morgan and Danny all year? It is so so exciting to see them get that award. I really can't think of anybody else that deserves it more. I'm so happy for them. I'm so proud to be coached under them. Um, they're just such they're such a collaborative unit with one another and with all of us. And I mean, we credit all of our success to them. Terrific. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share on the NCAA tournament we, game we have coming up here in uh, about 24 hours, really? <laughs> Just that I, I hope everyone can come down and see some history be made. Six o'clock, Wednesday, Johnson and Wales versus Bates at Campus Avenue Field. Maria Femia, Female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you, Aaron. The only other teams in action last week were the volleyball and football teams. Volleyball defeated St. Joseph's 3-0 on Wednesday and fell 3-0 to Williams in the first round of the NESCAC tournament on Friday. Meanwhile, the football team ran to a buzzsaw in Hartford, falling to NESCAC power Trinity 52-7. Despite the loss, head coach Matt Coyne saw some positives from his young team and is looking forward to senior day this Saturday when Bates welcomes Hamilton to town for a noon kickoff. Well, coach, as a former NESCAC player, you had to deal with playing against Trinity every year, so you knew what to expect. What do you kind of tell your team going into that game? what they could expect and what do you think they learned from the experience? Yeah, I think, you know, again, we are at opposite ends of programs. I think they started 12 graduate seniors out of their 22, and then obviously we don't – we lack a little bit of that experience um, overall. Um, but Trinity's the pinnacle. I mean, for 25 years they've been one of the best teams in the conference. Um, so I think it's – a lot of guys played some meaningful football in that game, and I thought we did some really good things in some areas um, against, you know, what I think is one of the best teams in the conference easily. Um, if not the best. Um, but I think, you know, we ran the ball well in the first half. I thought that was that was very impressive, the CRO line, um, being able to do that. Um, and then, you know, defensively, I, we knew we were we were in for a, a, a tough matchup just with their size and speed and ability. Um, and, you know, they have a quarterback that's been there forever. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think we did really good to hold them to a field goal right away. And then, you know, unfortunately, you know, we just turned the ball over on offense a couple of times and put ourselves in some bad situations. Um but really thought that could have been a 17 to 24 point game at halftime rather than, you know, what it ended up being. And then Ryan Linsky had a career high in rushing in that game, averaged about five yards per carry. You mentioned the offensive line blocked well. What do you see from him maybe? 
Uh, he was he was doing really, you know the biggest thing from him is that he played hard to through the whistle. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was, um, you know, there was times where we wished that more people were were doing what he was doing. Um, he was fighting off a lot of tackles. He was he was making some good cuts and obviously a byproduct of the O line doing their job as well. Um, but you know, really really proud of him and how he played against that, that that defense. That's a very tough defense to run the ball against. Uh, you know, going at him for a multitude of years and um, that was one of the better. You know, running performances that we've had against them. And then defensively, uh, Rosich, uh, Ryan Rosich had a bunch of tackles. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosie did really well um, out there. You know, still missed a few, and he was upset about that after. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, ultimately, that that's a that's a tough offense. Their offensive line is massive. Um, they're very good. They're well coached. Um, and like I said, they got you know an experienced quarterback um, with some really good weapons on the outside. So. Um, it's good for us to sort of see that speed and see that um, that championship caliber type of team, um, and that's what we have to aim to, to develop into. So Bates has 18 seniors mm-hmm. back for his fifth year, and Liam Foley, and he played against Trinity and had a touchdown pass was four of six on uh, you know on that drive there in the fourth quarter, and so and they kind of moving to senior day. Tell me a little bit about Liam though, because he's a guy who knew he might not be the starter coming back, but he took that extra year here. Yeah, and I think you know. Uh, Liam, Liam does everything right. You know, he's done a really good job of um, embracing his role while still competing. Um, and as you see, like when he got in the game against Trinity, I think, you know, it showed right away that he, he knows what he's doing out there. Um, and, and, you know, for him, he just continued to compete and will compete this week in practice. I mean, I think for us, that's, that's the biggest message um, that we've sent to the whole team. And I think if you ask the team, um, other people might not understand it is throughout the week, we compete for our spots right. for Saturday. Um, you know, so um, it's not like we're just picking random people to play um, based off of, you know, uh, likability or not. So we're trying to win football games, yeah. you know, so that's that's what we do each week. And um, for us, we're going to continue to do that and, and find the best 22 that gives us the best opportunity to, to win a football game. And then with it being senior day, 18 seniors, what can you say a little bit about the senior class in terms of, uh, you know, what they like, kind of the legacy they leave as we kind of, you know, build this program with a lot of younger guys coming in now also? Yeah, that's that's they've had to take on a very uh, difficult role, you know. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, getting a new coach, um, and myself, and you know, having to start a program and build a program, um, and, and take on leadership roles that they might not see the fruits of their labor right away, um, and that's a difficult process to comprehend, understand, um, and be motivated about, especially this year while we're still trying to find our first win. I think. Um, but you know they've done a really good job of helping us develop um, our program, our culture, and, and things like that. You know, the, if you look at um, what they did throughout the off season last year, that will translate into this this year's off season, and then into next. Year. There's a foundation there, and it's very difficult for them to see right now. Um, but you know, unfortunately, that's how how places are built. Um, you have to start and, and build it the right way, and, and rely on um, what these seniors have done for us um, and the class before them as well. Um, that will ultimately translate into the success that they will have a major part in. And definitely, hopefully, can get a W for them here on Senior Day against Hamilton, a team that Bates has had some success against. Hamilton has had kind of an interesting season. They've been kind of up and down. What do you see from them on tape? Uh, they play hard. I mean, I think yeah. that they have, uh, you know, they obviously have good players, and then they've been, you know, they started off a tough stretch, um, and then they, they had a couple of really, uh, you know, crazy wins you know yeah. at the Colby game they played really well and then Tufts was uh you know a five overtime game uh, you yeah. know up at Hamilton I think that's um one of those games that Tufts got trapped into and mm-hmm. Hamilton played really well um but they're a good team um you know it'll be you know a good matchup for us and, and we feel like you know we need to go out there compete and you know take advantage of being at home with our with our seniors and obviously with our community and things like that and, and it'll be a great environment 
Um, and we got to go out there and try to try to find a way to win. I was going to ask about that because you had the week away, unfortunately, because of the, you know the tragedy in Lewiston, and that is not something the players are used to, kind of. And do you feel like the team is more back into the groove now, or are you still trying to come back from that a little bit? I think we're getting back into the groove yeah. of it. I think guys are excited to play at home this week. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this this year has been very unique. Um, there's been a lot of things that are first for me uh, as well. And, and uh, But I think this week, just getting back at home, getting to, to play for our seniors, getting to honor them for the, 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 the blood, sweat, and tears they put into the program. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things is you, is you want to play for those guys. Um, they only have, you know, 11 days left right now of football. Um, and for us, we just got to do everything we can this week to prepare and, and be ready to go win a football game. All right, Coach, thanks so much. Thank you. Quarterback Liam Foley is one of 18 seniors the Bobcats are honoring on Saturday. He came off the bench to complete four of six passes for 68 yards and a touchdown Saturday against the Bantams. Foley took an extra year at Bates, having matriculated in 2019, only to see COVID wipe out what would have been his sophomore year. Now, in advance of senior day, he joins the Bobcats for the first time as our male Bobcat of the Week. Well, so me and Matt Connolly have both been here since 2019. During COVID, I, I decided to take a, a leave of absence in the fall semester um, when our, our season got canceled and everything was really up in the air. We didn't know if we were going to be on campus or you know what the deal was come the fall. Um, so I, de- I decided to take a leave and then uh, you know did, actually did some traveling, saw some family, did an internship with my brother, which was great. Um, and then you know I just wanted to guarantee that I would have an extra football season on the back end of my career without having to enter the portal or do anything like that. And I know Matt. He, uh, he, he, I believe he took a, a whole year off and worked, um, I think, full-time. And so I think he kind of had the same thought process there, too. So what's that been like being kind of one of the elder statesmen on the team? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's weird. I mean, uh, when, you're, when you're coming up, people always tell you, you know, oh, it's, you know it, everything goes by real quick. And, um, you know, like you just kind of have to prepare for that a little bit. But you, you kind of can't. And then especially this year with having such a big freshman class of almost 40 kids, it's a lot of new people, a lot of, you know, new names. And, um, you know, but it, it's I mean, it's been a great experience. So I've, I've really enjoyed like getting to know the younger kids. I mean, that's one of the things I'm most happy about with coming back is just being able to you know, like meet and build relationships with a new group of people um, and, you know, another generation of, of, of football players at Bates. I think that's been really special. Well, yeah, and we're going to have a feature in the program about, you know, advice seniors are giving to this next generation. But let's, on the Bobcast, how about you, mention what you would like to say to the, you know, or have said to the first years and incoming recruits about, you know, building this program up? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, things haven't always been easy here. I think everybody knows that. And, you know, for me, I think that that's been something that, you know, I've really taken a heart and tried to be intentional about. And that's something that I've, you know, kind of advocated to the team is, you know, you have two choices when, when you face adversity. It's like, you know, you can either complain about it or you can look at it as a way to improve. And I think that, you know, th- that's the only way that you can actually, imp- you know, go go about overcoming the adversities is by is by taking it, you know, head on and, and uh, being intentional about what you do and, and looking at things as, as you know, a way to grow um, and a way to get better. And, and not everybody has the opportunity to be under pressure and to play and perform in front of other people. Um, and, and there's a lot of growth and a lot of strain that occurs during that. And I think it's I think it's great to be able to do that. Tell me a little bit about growing up uh, in South Florida, right? Uh, how did you first get involved with football? How did you first get interested in the sport? Obviously, it's a football hotbed down there. I know that. <laughs> right, yeah. So, um, you know, my, my dad kind of had me playing uh, a bunch of different sports when I was younger for, you know, maybe a season or two. Um, growing up, I, I really wasn't a good athlete at all, um, which was <laughs> which was pretty tough uh, 
pretty embarrassing. The one thing that I could do was I, I've always, for whatever reason, had a, had a pretty good arm. Um, and so that was just something that when I started playing football, my dad was like, you know, how about how about you try playing quarterback? Like, it's something that you'd be able to do. And so I was like, all right, I mean, there's nothing, you know, I'm not, I'm not fast. I'm not quick. Like, I'm not very strong. Like, this is one thing I can do. And um, so, yeah, so I, I got started with that. And, and that's, I mean, that's a great environment. I, I think I attribute a lot of my my work habits to growing up down there. I think it's it's a really competitive environment with a lot of people that care about football and a lot of people that really, really work hard uh, to get better at it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that, I think that environment is just, uh, you know, that that's that's where I learned that that the people that are on your team aren't aren't necessarily the, the the people that are the most talented around you, and you really just have to you have to acknowledge that and work even harder, even if you're the best person on your team. And then coming up to Massachusetts for high school, was there a big transition? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was yeah, that was tough. That was that was admittedly tough. I mean, you know, I I, I moved up here when I was 14. My my dad is originally from the area, um, and so you know. Getting to high school as a 14-year-old and, you know, leaving all your friends that you've grown up with basically your whole life was really, really hard. Yeah. It was really hard. And moving in, moving to a small town um, that you didn't know, didn't really know that many people other than some of the family that was around was very difficult. Um, and trying to assimilate onto a team as a freshman and, you know, also simultaneously taking on a leadership role was was extremely difficult for me and something that I uh, – I struggled with, but again, you know, it's uh, I'm happy to have gone through that and overcome it. And then, when you were in high school, when you're kind of looking at colleges, where you might want to go, what made Bates the place for you? Yeah, I think um, you know, I felt like coming out of high school, I I really didn't think that I was um, you know the the greatest recruit. I thought I had pretty good film, but overall, I, I wasn't really sure um, you know what what my options truly were. I think um, you know I, w- I was fairly under recruited, but what set Bates apart was a the the education that this place offers, and and b I really felt at home. I felt like um, the players here when I visited really really cared. The staff really cared about me, um, believed in me, and, and felt like I could be someone who contributes. Um, and and that's that's yeah that's what sold me on Bates. And for you, you you got into the game this past week, got a touchdown pass there against Trinity. For you, throughout your career, you kind of had to kind of be waiting to be called upon a little bit. I mean, I know that can be tough for a quarterback because as a quarterback, you want reps. You want to be out there every week with your receivers. How have you been able to kind of be that guy who's ready when, you know, your name is called? You know, it's tough uh, coming off the bench. I think I think anybody at any position in probably any sport could tell you that it's not the easiest thing. You know, you get thrown into a game and, and everyone else, for the most part, is acclimated to it. So it's it's not easy. But I think for me, I've had to take a lot of pride in in my preparation, a lot of pride in mental reps. Um, you know, doing a lot of visualization, seeing things before you actually get out there so that you feel like you're, you know, you're ready to go once you get on the field. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, that, for me, that comes in the form of, you know, working hard during the summer and in the rest of the offseason, building confidence um, and, and, just, and just staying ready to go regardless of where you're at on the depth chart. And then take us through your touchdown pass to a first year there, Hobbs. Yeah, well, first, I mean, I want to – first, definitely want to shout out my offensive line. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've played – uh, a couple series in the last two games haven't been touched once. They did a phenomenal job while I was on the field um, the whole time. Again, didn't didn't get touched by anybody. Um, and so, I mean, they really made that happen. They they made some great blocks to let some pass plays develop. 
um, let our running backs break loose a few times. And I mean, on that on that play, that was just you know a fake uh, outside run to the left and kind of a, a naked boot back back across. We had Alex Suni coming down across the line of scrimmage in the flat, and he pulled the defender out of the way. And then you know Nolan was just kind of running across the back line, uh, and he was basically just free. So I was just happy I got the ball there. I once I when, when I threw it, I was worried I was going to overthrow it, mm. um, just because he was so wide open. That's the last thing you want to do is miss something like that. But he's he's a big target, and he, you know. He, he went up and made a play. So, excellent. And then um, you got two games left here. Um, you know, senior day coming up. What do you think the emotions are going to be like beforehand here? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's definitely weird that it's it's senior day um, and it's not the last game. And obviously, that comes, you know, on on, on the uh, you know, because of some extremely unfortunate circumstances. And I, I think we all realize that and understand that. Um, but at the same time, from a football perspective, I'm, I'm really happy to have two games left and to have another week uh, just to keep playing the sport and, and keep, you know, having fun with my teammates, you know, during practice and during the games. And um, yeah, but it's it, it sure is. It, I mean, it's very surreal. I've been playing the sport since I was about 10 years old. So, you know, like 12 years now. And um, it's yeah, it, it's crazy that this is now coming down to the last last few days, but just trying to make the most of it and enjoy it. And also for the seniors, I mean, these two games are, you know, winnable, for lack of a better word. I mean, both these teams, Hamilton and Williams, are, you know, somewhat in the bottom half of the standings. Um, I'm sure that's a big opportunity for the program to just kind of get some momentum going forward, right, and and leave, you know, with a good taste, I suppose, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way I see it is, you know, if if, if we win, obviously it helps of course, it just it helps the team in general. That's yeah. that's that's the goal every every day, every week, every time we come out on the field is to win. Um, but but you know the the stratification of of the, of what can happen when we win is huge. I mean, for us as seniors going out on a high note, I mean, there's nothing that we want more. And and I would love to to leave these freshmen after having a tough season with a lot of them having to play right. in roles that they probably shouldn't have to on on, on a different team. Um, you know, and going through a lot of adversity, really leave them with a good taste in their mouth and, and a lot of momentum going into the offseason so that they can build on that. You know, as a senior, when you look at the first years and obviously the trial by fire, right, I would describe it this year, how do you see, like, where their attitudes at in terms of, like, you know, will this be good long-term, hopefully, you think? Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely will. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not the easiest thing, again, you right. know. I mean, coming out as a freshman, especially depending on where you played in high school, it can be a really different environment. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's it's definitely good for them. It's good for the program. Um, I mean, you know, just, just giving kids the real experience that you, you just can't, no matter what you do, you can't replicate it in practice, coming out and playing on Saturdays in front of a crowd against an opponent you, you haven't, you know, matched up against. Um, so I think it's great for them. I, I think it's really preparing them well. And, um, you know, regardless of, of the good and the bad, they're, they're going to come out better on the other side of it. Do you remember kind of a welcome to the NESCAC moment for you when you were younger at, in the program? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do, actually, vividly. So a <laughs> cu- couple of them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, my second game, my freshman year, we played Middlebury, who was um, ended up being the NESCAC champ. And so we were playing them at home. And, um, you know, so I was – we had three quarterbacks in the roster. That we had uh, myself as, as a third, Jack Bryant, who's second, and Brendan Costa, who's the first. And so that week, unfortunately, uh, Jack got very sick and ended up missing a lot of the, the season as a result. And so he was out. So I ended up backing up Brendan as, you know, an 18-year-old true freshman not knowing anything about anything. And, um, and, and right before halftime, we ran a speed option to the right. I remember it. Brennan ran it. He got smoked by a linebacker and got knocked out of the game. And so all of a sudden, I was the one that had to go in. So, I, you know, I went in uh, after halftime, and that was nerve-wracking experience. I mean, you know, we were running the simplest, simplest calls and just not really sure what was going on. And, and I, I think there was one moment where we got, we got into a third and long, 
And uh, our running back went to, to pick up uh, an outside linebacker who was blitzing and went to try to, to cut him, so he, he dove at his knees. And the kid just hopped right over him and sacked me. And I was like, I've never seen that in my life. And then, uh, so then the next week, Brendan was still out. And, and I ended up, so I, I got my first start against Wesleyan, where uh, Coach Coyne was the d- defensive coordinator right. at the time. And so that was really a, a welcome to a college football moment. And, you know, first play, I got smoked by Nick Helbig on a sprint out, <laughs> um, who's yeah. now at Wake Forest. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, and so that game just was, it never got the chance to, to, to start well. And so, you know, that was, that was a tough introduction to college football, yeah. And then how do you kind of like, you know, moving forward from that kind of you know learn from it i guess and and you know make adjustments i mean obviously you were kind of throwing the fire before you were ready but like how how'd you kind of grow from that maybe yeah i think uh i think the first thing was realizing like all right that's probably about as bad as it gets right you know <laughs> it's not going to get worse than this yeah you survived that it, it wasn't the end of the world you know the sun still rose you know the next day um and so just kind of taking it with a grain of salt and understanding that there's still a lot of you know, room to improve. And, you know, not everything's on me, even though sometimes it feels like it if, if things are going wrong. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just really, again, good learning experiences. So as a senior now, I got to ask about, you know, your future plans, right? right. I'm sure everyone asks you that, but just what are your thoughts on, you know, post-Bates? Yeah, right now I've been um, just applying to a lot of jobs, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into, uh, like, corporate human resource, resources within, uh, like, the financial services sector. Um, and so I've just been doing a lot of networking, you know, with that, trying to talk to a lot of Bates alum and, you know, people within that field, um, which has been great. I mean, I, I've, I've been blown away by the amount of uh, NESCAC or, well, sorry, alumni support from from Bates alumni um, in, in, in being willing to help me. I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to people that are extremely high up in their companies. And, um, you know, as someone who's not even a college graduate yet, it almost makes no sense why these people would give me the time of day. But they're willing to do that because, you know, it's a really strong, tight-knit community here at Bates. And, um, yeah, so I, I've been really, really grateful for that. Awesome. Well, any other thoughts you want to share about our final two uh, games of the season coming up here starting Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we're all just excited. I think, um, I think you know, every week brings a new opportunity. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, you know, these these two games are, are certainly winnable games. I mean, you know, I always take the, the opinion, I think everyone else does, that every game is winnable. Some of them are, you know, probably more winnable than others, right? But, um, yeah, I, I think I think for us, it, you know, it started this morning with, with our morning meeting, you know, game plan meeting. And, uh, you know, it'll continue with, with our practice this evening. And I, I just think, you know, as long as we take things kind of, you know, one day at a time and, and one, one step at a time and, and, you know, are intentional about what we do and, um, you know, give great effort and attention to detail, like, you know, you compound that over time, you can, you can really do a lot. And a, a lot can change in one week. That's the other thing, too, that I've learned. A lot can change in one week. Especially when you're in front of the home fans finally again. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 I think there's going to be a lot of emotions. And I think, you know, we're pumped for it. Our staff's pumped for it, uh, you know, from what I've heard, our, our alumni are, are also pumped, and uh, I hope the community is too. You know, we want to support them and represent them really well. Excellent. Liam Foley, Mail Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you, Aaron. Winter sports are almost here. In fact, the men's basketball team opens its season this Saturday at 2 p.m. when the Bobcats visit Clark. Head coach John Furbush previews the season. I got to ask because when you graduate someone like Steph Baxter, who scored so many points for you, was really the focus of the offense for a number of years. Now you got to like have a different approach probably, right? What's this team looking like this year in terms of where the points are going to come from? Well, I think it's going to be primarily from our defense there. And I think uh, we have been uh, so heavily focused on how to, how to score the last couple of years with somebody as talented as Steph. Um, and now our, our mentality has kind of been more um, 
our defense is going to be our best offense. We're going to get out and run in transition, and, and I think that uh, we just have really good depth at every position in every class. So um, I, I envision that there's not going to be one guy that, that you can stop. I think there's going to be a, a lot of different players that have the ability to score at any given time. Great. And then your senior captain is Simon McCormick. And uh, what makes him, I guess, captain material and such a good leader, obviously, out of uh, Coney High School, right? Yeah, he's the best. I think if you asked anyone on campus outside of athletics, let alone inside of athletics, they would have incredible things to say about this young man. And um, post-pandemic, he's just he's just been an incredible leader. He came into the program in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and he's just seen a lot of adversity in his time here. And he's just completely embodies what I would define as Bobcat basketball. He's just, he's, he's, uh, you know, I, I'm having trouble challenging him in practice because every time he does something, it's like so blatantly positive that I'm like, I want to, <laughs> I'm trying to find the things that he's doing wrong, but he's just a great leader and, um, an incredible member of the program. Excellent. And another senior, Devin Harris, who really has shown some intriguing flashes through the years, uh, you know, a rim protector. Uh, he can, he's a high flyer. He can throw it down. What's the next step in his development, you know, so he can finish his college career strong this season. Yeah, no, I think he's uh, this. This has really been his first clean um, uh, summer transitioning in, into basketball season. So he's healthy. Um, I think he's in his best, you know, uh, shape-wise, uh, physically. And you know, anytime you get experience like he got last year, being our starting five for the bulk of the season, um, there's just a ton of growth there. So I think he won't be shocked in our first game this weekend. Um, and I just think when he has it all together, he's a tough matchup. Um, I just don't always know when that's coming, so hopefully it'll it'll be on game one this Saturday. <laughs> and you have some younger bigs, right, who may see some time? Yeah, uh, we have two two. Well, there's Steve Ward, obviously another senior oh, who's sure, um, uh, been been a pretty good. Um, He's six six, right? But he plays like a big guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think six six might be generous, but he he plays a lot bigger than he is, yeah. and so he'll be he'll be a great. Uh, a great force down low for us this winter again. Yeah. And um, and then, yeah, our, our young guys, uh, Shawer Mayen, mm-hmm. sophomore, he's had an incredible offseason. Um, he's just a, a physically imposing human being, even though he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, first years, uh, Babakar Pui and Ben Leach have also, um, you know, had a good early preseason, so I wouldn't be surprised if either of them get, get a nod at some point over the next uh, couple weeks. I know you have obviously some you know, some shooters like, uh, you know, Brady Coyne um, and also uh, Elliot Kravitz, who definitely had some moments. Peter Sy Hodges, another guard who definitely had some flashes last year. They were all first years. Now they're sophomores. What are you, what are you looking to see year one, year two? Yeah, those guys need to make a jump for us to be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they uh, both Elliot and Brady are, I would con- you know, consider dead-eye shooters that can that can do a little bit more than shoot. Mm-hmm. And I think Pete Sihodges has made an incredible jump in his offseason. He's shooting the ball a lot better. Um, uh, but he's also a good driver and an incredible defender and rebounder. So, uh, you know, those three guys should be, you know, really key um, pieces to our puzzle this year for sure. And then, you know, your first game, obviously, at Clark, a tough opponent, I know. Uh, what are you? What are some things you're looking out for just in general in, in the first game of the season before you uh, host Bowdoin here next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, this is actually the first game in my, I think, 16 years where our opponent is also playing their first game. Um, so, uh, thankfully, um, they returned most of their guys from last year who are all very good. And, and so we have an idea of what we, we think they'll probably do scout-wise. So... Uh, but we're going into it blind a little bit. But you know, I just want to see these guys play with confidence and urgency. I mean, we we have we have skill, we have talent, we have athleticism, we have strength, um, and we're just we're there's a lot of unknowns right now because 
uh, you know, we were so reliant on someone else last year offensively. Um, but I think if we just compete and play hard and do the little things that we've been preaching the last two weeks, we're going to be in the game regardless of, of how we score the ball. Another rookie we haven't mentioned, but he's out of South Portland, right? Uh, Jalen Jackson? Yeah, no, Jalen was a, a late addition to the program and has been a pleasant surprise so far. Um, and, and so, yeah, we, we our, our point guard play, um, you know, there were some question marks coming into the season, but he'll, he'll be a you know a fairly nice addition to, to the rotation at some point uh, if he continues to progress the way he has so far. Great. Well, any other players you want to mention? Any other thoughts you wanted to mention about the upcoming season we haven't got to talk about yet? Yeah, I definitely want to mention Trace Gotham Sr. Sure, of course. Um, he's, he's uh, you know, I hope the swag he's currently playing with <laughs> in practice continues to, to, yeah. to um, shine this weekend. He's just had a he's, – he's, seem, everything seems to be clicking in his head, and the game's getting a lot slower for him, and, and um, he's just got some really good confidence about him. So – you know, we have four seniors that are in the rotation. I think that helps. And when you have a, a senior captain in Simon that, you know, just it, it makes my job easier as a coach to not have to worry about so many leadership things. He's, he's taken that on and been um, incredible in that, in that role. And, and there's a few other guys that I think are making a case for themselves. I mean, my, it, it's a, it's a, I wouldn't call it a problem. It's more of a situation when you have guys that are making a case for themselves in the rotation. Um, so we still got four days of practice to figure out who the heck we're going to play this weekend. <laughs> Sounds good, Coach Burris. Thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap, hopefully, the first three rounds of the NCAA Championships for the field hockey team. Plus, we'll continue our winter sports previews with women's basketball, swimming, and squash. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. (laughs) 